Hi. Hello. And welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. You found the two PFFs you didn't know you needed, but you're glad you have. Congratulations. You have found your people. Enjoy the ride as we navigate what it's like to live live out loud. Hi. Hey. How's it going? I'm so excited. It's going to be a good one again. It is. It's going to be awesome. I am loving Fridays with Friends. I hope our listeners are because I'm having a blast with them. It's a lot of fun. I can't wait for them to start hearing all of these. Yes. We've been pre-recording a little bit. A little bit. Getting a little bit more fancy around here. <laughs> Only because so we got a vacation. <laughs> We're not Summer fancy. Summer is busy, but uh, <laughs> thanks everybody for your feedback on how everything is going. It's been, yes. it's been really fun for, for me, and I know it's been it fun has. for Kat too. Yes. So, and if you like us. Um, please, you know, follow us, uh, share the episodes, write us a review. Any of those things would be great. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, without further ado, we have our type three friend here with us tonight. So if you are tuning in the podcast for the very first time, you are hearing a bonus episode, which is Fridays with Friends. And we are interviewing right now our friends of different Enneagram types. There are nine. And we are doing type three now. So type three is the Achiever. So welcome, Brooke, Miss Achiever, to the show. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to dive right in and ask you some questions. And we want you to answer these questions like, you're viewing the lens, because you do, through the lens of a type three, right? How you right. see the world. That's how we want you to answer these questions. So, what makes you feel like you are too much or not enough? Well, being a type three, and I don't always like to admit that I am a type three. It for sure hurts sometimes when I have to talk about being, like, the achiever, the performer, because, like, you don't want to be that person sometimes mm. for everybody. But definitely, I feel like I'm too much because I tend to find a lot of value in the things that I do. So a lot of my self-worth comes from like my actions, the things that I, like, that I get done. So I'm always making a lot of lists and I'm trying to like accomplish goals and get tasks done. So I have a hard time saying no to a lot of things and I get involved in a lot of activities like helping with vacation Bible school or running some kind of <laughs> running some kind of group at work, you know, just like taking a leadership role that I really didn't want but felt like I had to say yes to sometimes. But that's not always a bad thing because I get involved in stuff and then I and then I love it. So You're you know, don't feel bad, Katie. <laughs> um, so I definitely sometimes have a hard time figuring out who I am apart from what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, wow. So that seems to be like sometimes I'm just too much. I'm doing too much to figure out what what do I actually enjoy apart from the things that I've said yes to. Did the Enneagram, like your discovery of the Enneagram, because I actually don't know that story. Did that help you to realize oh, that yeah. you aren't I think what you're I, doing? I didn't even know what Enneagrams were until about a year ago. And my friend asked me about it one time. She was like, what's your Enneagram type? And I was like, I don't, what is, I don't even know what that means. And then I researched it and couldn't decide which one I really was. I thought I might be a type two because I'm always like trying to help people. Um, I thought I might be like type seven because I'm always like trying to like, you know, get things going and get things started. But then I took the test and then it was, it pegged me as a three. And then I thought about it and I read more about a three and I was like, yeah, this is it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
this is this is me. When you really so. nailed it because the type three being the achiever, you want to be seen as competent. Yeah. You want to be mm. seen as your achievements. And so for you to describe yourself <laughs> as someone who has a hard time seeing yourself worth mm-hmm. outside of what you do, I mean, mm-hmm. that is a three. Yeah. Right. hundred mm-hmm. percent. So like you asked, you know, what makes me feel like I'm not enough, I think a lot of my fear comes from just feeling like I'm unworthy. Like if I don't get all these things done, if I'm not giving it my all all the time, I'm not really worthy enough for love. So it's like I always have to be doing something all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, sometimes I feel like incompetent and capable if I don't have a laundry list of things that I'm trying to check off all the time. Mm-hmm. My husband, I'm sure, loves that about me. <laughs> so rest is hard. Yes. Rest is difficult. What does rest look like for you as a mm-hmm. type three? Um, well, and I was going to talk about this too, because sometimes I think when I'm overwhelmed, I tend to act more like a six where it's just that I, I like become paralyzed by all of the things that I have to get done and I almost like have to shut down and do nothing. Mm. And so like, I love to take a bath and just block out the world and not <laughs> talk to my husband and not answer my phone and just like decompress from all of the things that I'm thinking about all the time because even when I'm not doing things I'm just sitting there thinking about all the things that I need to do and like how can I make it better how can I make this better how can I make that better so in order to get any kind of rest I have to completely shut down Mm -hmm. so that's pretty much what I what I do or or I do things like I have hobbies where I go and hike mountains because I get away from society and yeah. I can actually breathe and, and not you achieve have... something all at the same time. And I'm also, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> right. Achieving a goal. I have, go. to, I have to hike this mountain. It's on my list. So for sure. As a type three, what makes you feel the most under misunderstood? Um, I think I think a lot of people think threes are super, super competitive people, and we are but I think mostly I'm competing with myself constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I feel like I need to beat everybody else, but it's if I'm not doing the best that I can, then I'm, I'm not gonna make it in life. I'm not gonna be a better person. I'm not, I'm not worth like the love of my friends, the love of my family. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not trying to be the best, then why am I trying at all? So it's not that I'm super competitive and I have to be better than somebody else, but I have to try, that's the thing. Um, I also feel like, um, you know, if I'm not doing everything that I can to help someone else be better, um, or to help them feel better, or to help them do something, then I'm not worthy of their love. So I always, that's another problem that I have, is if someone asks me for help, or asks me to do something, I have a hard time saying no, because I'm like, okay, well, I, I want these people to love me too, so right. I'm gonna put everything I, I have into like my relationships too. Right. So. And I think that's sort of difficult to understand. Um, but I'm not that competitive. My husband would disagree with, with that statement. <laughs> I do love to play games, and I do love to win games. Yeah, I've, I've, I've played like games with you. I know you like games. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's also a difference between being, like, competitive when it comes mm-hmm. to, like, a sport and then being internally competitive mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, life situations right. and what you're going through and wanting, especially when you're at a point in your life where you maybe not are you're not where you thought you were going to be like when you're in college and you think you're gonna have like the best job of all time or whatever um or all of your friends are having babies and you're not like 
that's kind of for me as like a two wing three that's where I really struggle with my competitive side it's more like the internal competition I think threes can often be seen as really critical people too Mm. but I think it's more coming from a place of like I just want to optimize things for everyone else Mm -hmm. too like I want to be able to improve everything that I see and it comes from like a place of love like Mm -hmm. I want you to have you know, the best experience that you can have. So I want to make sure that we do everything the right way. Um, But then sometimes that comes off as being critical because I point out things that I think could be better, but they're really also things that I think are wrong or not done as well as they should be. Something with like the threes too that I've like heard a lot about that not a lot of threes necessarily relate to is the, they feel like their physical self needs to be better. Like they always need to be prettier. They always need to look the best and feel the best. And they kind of chameleon yes. in and out of different places. Do you feel like you relate to that yes. kind of like... Yeah, I do feel like I change personalities a lot depending on like groups that I'm with. And it's because well, I want to be everybody's best friend all the time. Like, and I want to be able to be close with everybody. So, you know, I may act differently around different people because I, I know that I enjoy these things that they enjoy. So I'm going to like, you know be more this way with this group of people but I might be different with a different group of people so I I tend to like yeah become a chameleon and change Mm -hmm. just so that you know I can be better in that situation Mm -hmm. so frequently yeah I like what as I just I love talking me too (laughs) um because I'm nerding out a little bit well because we're like with the two wing three like I kind of get it I have a Uh three mom and a three dad yeah so I'm like oh my gosh like this is literally what I talk to them about all the time and like the Enneagram's been really healing for like my family relationships because as a two and having three parents they're like, oh, we did. That's like, a dynamic right there. We did ignore your emotional needs. OMG. You know, and so Sorry. it's been, yeah, it's been <laughs> healing in the sense that they're not the only ones that may or may not have ignored my emotional needs. They were fantastic and have been fantastic. Um, but on that, like, emotional needs side, what makes you feel, like, the most loved and valued yeah. as a three? Yeah, I definitely, I think, struggle with a lot of the emotional part. Uh, especially like relationships um, because I am very like task oriented and not emotion oriented all the time Mm. but I do want to be good you know I want to be the best that I can be in my relationships too so I do try to work really hard Mm -hmm. on like communication and things like that Um, but it always comes from a place of like okay what do I need to work on Um, instead of like okay how do I feel in this situation Mm but, like, during a conflict, I can be really, like, emotionally numb sometimes. Mm. So I have to – that's something that I'm always working on. Um, but I, I always frequently need to hear that I'm doing well. Yeah. And I think um, – I mean, I personally, I think my love language is, is um, other people doing things for me because it's such a high priority in my life to be able to, like, do something for someone else right. that – I feel like there's so much value when someone does something for me. I feel really loved, but I also need to be told that I'm doing a good job a lot of the time, especially like at work. Um, Like I need my, you know, authority figures to be like, Hey, um, we saw that you did this. You did a really good job. Um, Keep up the good work. And I feel like I'm always striving to get that compliment and I'm always trying to work towards it. And I don't always feel like it's, it's enough. Um, so I'm always just trying to be, do more, be more, and 
like get that assurance from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I like to be trusted with tasks. Like I feel very loved if someone's like, hey, I know you're really good at this. Would you be able to take this on? Immediately I'm uh, anxious about it, of course. Right. I don't really <laughs> want to take it on. But I feel very loved because someone like trusts me to right. complete something. As friends of yours, you're in our like inner sanctum more or less, like what can we do as your friends to love you better? Mm-hmm. That's a hard question. I mean, I y'all are so good at loving people. It's, it's so... Well, we are too. <laughs> We're two. I've always... I know. It's, our, it's kind of in the job description. But, but, yeah, like, the difference yeah. between like a like intimate relationship with your partner, yeah. like your husband, versus like an intimate relationship with your friends or just your close peers, Yeah. what do you need? Is it the same for I them, see. like that act of yeah, service? you know... I like when other people let me do things for them. I don't know why. That's just kind of how I feel loved is like, you trust me to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I got but, you, boo. But yeah, yeah. But I, y'all are so good at like recognizing if I'm not, you know, if I don't show up one night, I'm like, I hope you guys are feeling, I mean, I feel loved instantly if I get a text message to check on me. Um, you know, when we're having like a group conversation and y'all make sure like I'm included in it. I mean, that's just, it's just stuff that y'all do naturally. And it's not stuff that everybody does, so that's that's really how I feel loved. Cool. You guys are really good. <laughs> Yay! I wasn't meaning for that to be a compliment towards I, us, but right? I'm not but, you mad know, about it. but I I'm a two, so I won't ever yeah, not take a compliment, in, right? Um, there's a plate on the floor. <laughs> it's like right there, just in the middle of the floor. Why are you picking it up? Okay, so I have two answers to this question because it just depends on where we are and where the plate is okay okay <laughs> for example <laughs> you're an achiever i knew there'd be more than one answer okay. it's fine. <laughs> for example if the plate is on the floor at my house i'm immediately picking it up because well first of all i'm upset that it's even down there um <laughs> why would anyone leave the plate on the floor in the first place when they know it doesn't belong there mm-hmm. and it's messing up my perfect house like i just need everything to be in order and that is that is something that's ridiculous. Why would it be down there? I'm picking it up immediately, and then I'm gonna go talk to whoever put it down there in the first place because, you know, it's just it's just such an easy task to complete. Right. So that if, if it's at my house, if it's point someone, taken, if it's at someone else's house, I'm probably picking it up just because I'm trying to be a good friend and I'm trying to be a good house guest. Maybe somebody will recognize that I care enough to complete this task for them and know that I love them and, you know, and help them, you know, get their house in order so that they don't have to do it, um, you know, to feel loved. Anytime you want to come to my house and pick something up, you're welcome. I'm not going to say I haven't done that. I sure have. I have four children. There's always something to pick up. But, you know, I like completing tasks that help people, like, lighten their load. You know, yeah. so that's how I show love in a way too. So that's probably why I pick it up if it's at someone else's house. But I'm not mad about it at someone else's house. At my house, I'd be upset. Why this freaking plate? Oh, I probably have stepped on it. I think you forgot something. Yeah. So you said something interesting there. You said your perfect house, like everything needs to be in order. And I've been to your house, and I can tell that that is the case. So I'm curious. From your personality, when you go into other spaces, and if they're not perfectly done, does like something 
Is that a thought for you? Like, what does that look like? Well, I feel like there's a switch in my mind because I feel like I have to be perfect all the time, Mm. but I assume that no one else is perfect. I just feel like if I'm not trying to be perfect, people will know and people will not love me. But I, I really don't judge other people's houses or places that harshly because I just, I love them and that doesn't bother me. And I'm also really, I'm really bad at noticing details, like when things have been changed or, you know, when, when things are out of place. I don't always notice that unless it's my stuff. So it doesn't really bother me when I go into a house that's disorganized, but if I go into mine and it's in disarray, then I am immediately just anxious about it. And I either am shutting down and not doing anything because I'm overwhelmed by it, Mm -hmm. or I'm spending all Saturday cleaning my house and putting everything back where it goes and probably being overly critical of my husband who likes to leave everything on the counter for no reason when it has a place that it goes. He still loves me anyway, thank God. I have a husband, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Is it because, so do you like your house this way? It has to be perfect because you have this fear that somebody's going to walk in at yes. any moment. Yes. Interesting. If I okay. am 100% sure nobody's coming over, I can leave things. Right. Where, okay. they, where I set them down. I was curious if they But had... if someone might be stopping by, I'm I'm viciously tornado cleaning. But how can you be 100% sure? Because exactly. I'm the person who how has the you? thought when I leave my house that like, what if I die? Yeah. And my well, seriously, this took in the this darkest turn. <laughs> what, what if I die today and some people come into my house? What are they going to think? This is a problem. <laughs> I mean, I think about it too. <laughs> Group therapy? We've already said we trauma dump, man. That's true. Okay, if I die I today, it. is my husband going to know where all of these things go? Is he going to ever put them away? <laughs> no. I don't know. The answer's no. <laughs> And guess what? Life will be fine. Life will be. Because you'll be dead. Yeah. And I'll be dead. And I won't won't be worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I I love, I love hearing your perspective. I, I, I didn't know this about the three and I've studied a lot, but I didn't know that like your competitiveness is so internal. Um, when you shared that, like I didn't, like, you're constantly competing with yourself. You're constantly like trying to be perfect because they'll know, they'll know if mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that is interesting to hear that from your perspective. And so, um, I just, I know that we want all the threes of the world, um, to know and understand that you definitely don't have to be perfect, Mm-mm. right? That we love you just the way you are because you are not too much. Not too much. You are not too little. Not too little. You are just enough. Just enough. 